you consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. The Weird Mountain Gals. Well, I'm getting so blind. Check, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here going, well, I can't really. And it's because uh, it was upside down. Because it was upside down. Lord, y'all. It, it's Equinox Day today. Equinox isn't quite here. It happens at 9, 9 o'clock and change tonight, Eastern Daylight. And I swear, I feel less balanced than I felt in uh, a wall. A wall? As, as they say, a wall. <laughs> Lousy. It is a it is a time that is a time. And Alicia's trying to figure out how to balance her little... Uh, why don't you put it right there? Yeah. Because you are... Quieter than me. Okay. Yeah, see how it picks me up and I'll be all... And it doesn't pick me up at all? It picks me up the same way? <laughs> Not... Yeah. Well, it does now. Yes, Today it, it does. does. But you got a face in me, too. Yep. Alicia is implying that I'm very quiet. Y'all know better. <laughs> and pensive. Pensive. Oh, golly. <laughs> there was a picture of me in the Asheville Citizen Times in, golly, 1970. Seven seventy six, something like that, at UNCA because they, you know, back in the day, you youngins won't know about this, but back in the day, the actual newspaper that happened in your town, they would like send photographers yeah. and reporters <laughs> out, and we were doing a play, I can't remember which one it was, and they sent a reporter, an arts and entertainment re reporter, out to UNCA to the drama department um, to do some photos, and they, there was a picture of me and. I just looked. My grandmother saw it, and she said, you know, I saw veterans after World War One. it looked like that. They called it shell shock, because <laughs> I'm just kind of gazing off into the into the distance, and I, my face is perfectly blank. <laughs> and it's a very weird picture. I will try to find it and put it on the yeah, page. Yeah, I'd like to see that. But, I, yeah. In 1976, I had a photo, I think it was 76, of, there was a, a PE class, and I was in public school that year at Vance Elementary. And in this P.E. class, they were teaching wrestling. Oh, my gosh. To the females. Oh, yeah. Well, so, you need it, I'll tell you. So some dude came out, and he got this photo of, I can't remember if I was on top of her or she was on top of me. Oh, Lordy. But by today's standards, it would look like soft porn. <laughs> Were you both sweaty and wearing those ugly gym clothes from the 70s? I think so, yeah. I think so. And uh, I'm not going to say her name. She's still on my friend list today. Wow. And I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it was just... And I remember seeing that in between the pages of my grandma's Bible. That picture, she oh my cut God. it out. Oh my you know, it's like, look how she's so proud of you. That's right. It didn't look like soft porn to her. Because so. no, there's my baby. Look, my baby's in the in the newspaper. 
did uh, did you have anybody who would keep stuff in between the pages of uh, something? Well, my my grandmother, she had a beautiful secretary that now my brother and sister-in-law own, and I'm I'm a little bitter about it because you know I'm a writer. I'd love to have that, but I already pulled the I'm a writer thing about my grandfather's big oak roll-top desk, so I couldn't pull it again. Okay. Anyway, she had a drawer in that that she kept stationery in. And for you young'uns, stationery <laughs> is a pretty piece of paper, a little bit thicker than the kind of paper you put in your printer, a little bit thicker, nicer quality paper. And on it, you would write these old-fashioned things called letters. And I know you think that letters are your ABCs, but letters are a communication device between you and another person or persons. And that stationery, that piece of paper, would be folded up and put into an envelope, and a stamp would be put upon it, and the post office would deliver it to its recipient. I know, it's shocking to think of, isn't it? It is. How All the work in the involved. Oh, when I couldn't just send a text. That's anyway. Good. She had a big drawer that had her good stationery in it, and uh, and in it was just, she would just cut stuff out of the paper and just put it in the drawer, <laughs> not in any kind of order, so that when she, after she died and we were cleaning some stuff out, there was just a big pile of, you know, fools' names and fools' faces, and that was me in public places. I, I've been surprised at how many little articles or mentions in the paper I've had through the years. It's crazy. It is it? crazy, yeah. But and and I know this because of my kin folks who had cut it out and put it in between the pages somewhere. Yeah. And then oh. I come across it when they pass away. And you go, Oh, oh well, yeah, I guess so. Oh. Uh, did did you and you may do this right now, do you ever like get a recipe and then put it in between the pages of a of a recipe book? Well I I put it in the front of my big um I got a big beat up red. I think it's a Betty Crocker cookbook. Oh, a notebook. Oh, oh. No, it's a it's a cookbook that I've had since high school. So, uh, joy know. of cooking. Um, no, I think it's the Betty Crocker. Okay. Um, and it's got stuff taped on the inside, like the fly leaf and those inside pages. It didn't have anything. So it's got recipes taped in there that I've cut out of things. And now when I find stuff. Sometimes I tuck it in there. I've also got a little recipe, one of those old-fashioned recipe three-by-five oh, containers, boxes. the little yeah. boxes. I've also got one of those. It just depends on the recipe. What was that thing back in the 70s? It was some program that you could get, and every month it would mail you some recipe cards. Ooh. And if you subscribe to it, they would send you the recipe box to put it in. <laughs> And that was a big deal. I do like, remember really? that vaguely. I, I wish I could remember the name of that program. Maybe some of the listeners will remember that. Yeah, maybe y'all. some of y'all had that or your mama had that. Yeah, yeah. And my family was big about sharing recipes with each other. Oh, yeah. So they I was, would try something and, uh, and take it to some kind of family gathering. Or, you know, somebody would be over to the house to eat and they go, oh, this salad or this dessert or whatever. I was thinking the other day about starting a branded fruit, mm. and then pass. You know, you pass it around. You've got to pass that around. That's good stuff. Uh, here we are. Mm. Welcome to Weird Mountain Gals because we're talking about food. We again. are. What are you having for supper tonight? Let's just I do, go with it. I, oh, I am not having. I mean, I'm not making supper tonight because I'm going to 
the uh, Shiloh Community Garden is having a big old oh. Equinox uh, thank you dinner for people who have volunteered down there. Nice. So we're going to go down and see some of our garden our garden buddies and eat us some food and, you know, do all that stuff. So it'll be fun to not make supper. Yeah. Yesterday was grocery store day, so I've got a, you know, got a refrigerator full of food now. And now we're going to be gone and out. And <laughs> and I'll open the vegetable door and go, oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> the Brussels sprouts, I forgot all about them. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I just want to, I want to rant for a minute. Go. Not like the whole podcast didn't one of us ranting. <laughs> And sometimes both of us at the same time are in. A very famous person whose name I will not call said, so that people could hear it, it's all over social media. A few days ago, he said, he said, Ken, read books. He never read a book. Uh, That's boring. It's like Brussels sprouts. And I thought, listen, you have influence on people. And if you don't read books, don't tell anybody. Don't show off how damn ignorant you are. Mm-hmm. And don't give young'uns an excuse to go, well, it's not important because so-and-so, my favorite rap artist, blah, 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 he doesn't read any books, blah, blah, blah. And it just made me so mad because, yes, I know there are plenty of people that don't read books. And I'm not talking about the people that listen to books because there are plenty of people that listen to books. To me, it's the same thing as reading. That counts as reading. It's not the same thing, but it counts. But why in the world, in a, in a world and a time when people are so woefully ignorant and get their information from such dubious places, would you be bragging about never reading a book? Well, that's ignorance. Like you said, you don't want to advertise it. But that's, that's how you know you're dealing with a truly ignorant person, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it why is he mad. throwing off on the Brussels sprouts, too? Well, I, I mean, he got both things I mean, in it, one. It pissed me off both directions. It's like, you don't like books and you don't like Brussels sprouts? Yeah. Well, let me tell you what, I don't like you. Because <laughs> I get way more from books and Brussels sprouts than yeah. I do you mouthing off on social media. What a legacy that is. I yeah. told people oh my not gosh. to read. I told them that not I, I encourage people not to read books. <laughs> ban- don't, ban- don't bother banning them. Just don't read them. That's the way to go. <laughs> Golly, bum. Uh, and my grandfather would have had a field day with that story. He, he I just don't, I don't understand it. I, I, and you never will is the thing. Same. <laughs> no, I won't. And there's no point in trying to understand. No, no. But still, you want to figure that mystery out, but you, you'll you never figure out. <laughs> Instead of just being mad. I just want, I'm just going to be mad about it. I ain't going to figure it out. I'm mad. Okay, you could be mad. Well, that and it can't last long because look at this beautiful day. I know. Y'all are here in the wind right now. I wish y'all were here to see this. And it sounds like somebody is in the kitchen frying bacon. But it's the oaks falling out of this old oak tree. The acorns? Yeah. And the, what I say? The right. acorns falling out of this oak tree. And the tree. occasional walnut hitting the yeah, hitting tin the roof or something. Hitting the guy, oh, hitting my car. <laughs> Yeah, the black walnuts. We're up to our knees in black walnuts. Acorns, too. I tell you, for my mother-in-law's Christmas, we got her one of these hand-crank walnut splitter kind of things. Ooh, it's for black walnuts? Yeah, for black walnuts. Nice. And you just do this, and then you do this, and then, you know, you do this other thing. And voila. And I brought, brought her some black walnuts from here. 
and then I brought her some more from here. And then she said, please don't bring me any more. <laughs> <laughs> she was black walnutted out. Golly. You know, I've been wanting some zucchini bread. Ooh. That's one of my favorite things. And I don't know anybody who makes it. And I've never made it. And I, so well, it's I, easy to make. Is it? Yeah. I may try it. I've got some other things that I've been doing. I've been trying to do a casserole a week. Yeah, because everybody sent you casseroles. Yes, yes. I'm doing a baked, baked spaghetti casserole this coming weekend. But right now, I've got beans soaking. Mm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bake, bake a ham, just a little one. And then I'll use a ham bone and transition those beans into soup. Oh, my this goodness. This weekend when it gets so cold. Oh. Because it's beautiful right now, y'all. It's 76 outside and... It's, you know, just a light breeze every now and then. But this time tomorrow, <laughs> it's going to be substantially cooler. The worm will turn. That's it. Because, you know, seasons have changed now. And I guess everybody knows it, and so does the earth. Seeing the memes everywhere about autumn blessings, and the season coming up, and everybody's talking about their Halloween decorations and then all my other friends are talking about their salad decorations. And, <laughs> yeah, everybody wants black and orange. Well, I guess that's kind of the official colors, like red and green is the colors of Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't want to rush into the salad season. I want to I want to enjoy the equinox and what that means mm -hmm. and the weather that is just beautiful and best can, of the year best of the year and you can watch the trees change mm -hmm. maples have already started all the dogwoods have started there's a little old sourwood tree yeah. always looks like it it's like a little ball-headed man mm -hmm. it never does have a whole lot of leaves on it but it's starting to to shed this yard gets yellows first yes and not reds because yep. of the what trees are here it's nice it's very nice. I like seeing seeing this, and I'm starting to be able to see in between the branches a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. And I think about this house and how long it stood here and watched these seasons. Almost, uh, almost 100 years. Almost 100 years. <laughs> so we sit on the porch of what used to be a coven stead, <laughs> and we look across at the little old, well, it ain't little, big old church. Yeah. Well, in all these years, y'all have been fine neighbors. Well, not really, but that's that's a story for another day. I could tell you stories. Could you? Curl your hair. Ooh. Turn your hair red. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I can handle that. Yeah, my hair is orange, and I wear black all the time, so there you it's go. a good so you're always a Halloween girl. Yeah, I'm always a Halloween girl. But yeah, you know, this neighborhood mostly is, is really, really tolerant. I haven't actually met anyone who is not yet. That's Maybe good. they just stay away. <laughs> it had a reputation 20 years ago, 25 years ago. In fact, my cousin, I don't know if I've told this story before, but she was cleaning a house because she used to love house cleaning. That was her job. She loved to make people's lives happier and tidier. Hmm. And she... Um, she was cleaning a house right up, if you go up that hill there. Yeah. And the woman, it must have been when there was in the fall or the winter, because there wasn't tree you could see right from her front yard right over here. 
And she said, now, have you heard? They're Satanists. They, and they live right over there. And my cousin <laughs> said, and she pointed right at your house. <laughs> and I said, did you tell her that we are not Satanists? And I said, and she said, yeah, I told her, but she didn't believe me. It's more fun to think you got Satanists in the neighborhood. Well, I think their understanding of, of things is very basic. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Not simplistic. Yeah. Fear driven. Fear driven is. I need to feel some importance in my life, so I have to let people know I have Satanists in my neighborhood who go in the woods. Well, <laughs> okay. I mean, Satanists go in the woods. It's, in the woods. it's pretty black and white as far as they're concerned. Oh, yes, ma'am. They don't see any kind of shades in between there. So. If you're the enemy, you're not worth caring about, I guess. And they can say That's whatever right. they want. That's right. Yeah. And people can be shocked. Oh. And they can say, did you hear about Barbara Jane? She's got she's got Satanists living right, ne right <laughs> next door to her. She can see them from her front porch. That's it's right. awful. How, why do they allow that in America? That's so funny. And yeah. then, yeah, if they want some stories, we can give them some stories, but... Well, and I had a door stopper for the screen door that was this big old heavy concrete. Thing. It wasn't big, but this concrete witch. Yeah. And maybe on a broom, I don't know, but it was heavy. And it was a good door stopper. Okay. And I wasn't around here for a while. You know, I would kind of check in, but I wasn't living here or anything. And it disappeared, and I just thought, well, you know, some one of my friends has walked off with it, or I've misplaced it. You know, it, it wasn't right. important. I think I paid 50 cents for it somewhere. Well, years later, when they opened Asheville Raven and Chrome, I was in there doing something, and this fella came up, and he and he, and he, he called the neighborhood that this is in, and he said, did you live out, did you once live out there on a house out there? And I said, yes. And he said, well, I just want you to know that there were two girls in the neighborhood, and they, they stole something off your porch. And I said, did they? And he said, yeah, they stole a little witch statue. And you know what? Ever since then, their lives have been terrible. What? And I know he wanted me to say, well, I put a curse on the statue and whoever stole. And I just said, well, anybody that would steal something off somebody's porch, their lives are probably already pretty terrible. Yeah. And they've just gotten worse. It wasn't nothing to do with a statue. But now that I know, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm just kidding. You don't, you don't think that there's a natural way that things work? Oh, I think there are many natural ways that things work. But I think what he was looking for was he could tell me and I was going to tell him some secret information. Uh, and I just wasn't going to buy that. I was just going to, you know. if they, And I said, if they're around and they still got it, they can put it back on the porch if they want to. Oh, no, they got rid of it. They were scared. Well, well, they should have been scared about stealing something off anybody's porch. Well, yeah, that was pleasant. That's just, that's just not how it's done, my friend. Nowadays, they would they would have to contend with everybody's camera system. That's right, <laughs> and the camera system here, by the way. Just so you know, there's camera systems here. I see you people when you walk up on my damn that's porch right. with shit. Not to mention, not to mention, there might be a few wards in place. When I was over at the shop, I would say. Well, you'd have to be a fool to steal from a witch's shop. People do it all the time. Yeah, well, there's a lot. Just goes to show you how many fools there are. There's yeah. a lot of them. But, but you really would have to be a fool to do it here. 
I mean, what do you think? We've seen some examples of people well, who... We know. have, indeed. <laughs> you just would have to be... I don't, I don't know, and it's not even worth talking about on a beautiful day like this. I know. But the acorns are filling up the yard, and the neighbors are walking their dogs. It's so it's a beautiful day. Let me let me bring something up to you. Yeah. Now this is our season, I know, and I I love to look at the weather, see what the weather omens are. I can't make any sense out of it this year. Really? I mean, it looks to what me a, like it's either going to be a horrible one or it's not going to be too what bad. What kind of omens are you reading? Well, I'm looking at like the thickness of the apple apple skins. Uh huh. The I do look at the woolly worms, but that's more in fun as yeah, anything, you yeah. know. But the holes on the acorns and and the onions and stuff when I know that they're local. Uh huh. That's kind of what I'm looking at now. I, what I didn't do is write stuff down in the calendar for the previous months. Oh, I know you, you probably the, did. The fog of the, the fog, how many fogs of August. I did not write that down because uh, I wasn't here much in August. No, you were not. Uh, and also because it hadn't worked in the past. It hadn't worked since before COVID. Because the the mythology, the superstition is that the fogs of August, you count them up, and that is how many snows there's going to be in the winter. Mm-hmm. Well, and just hadn't worked. So you can't you count them up religiously and go, well, wow, it's foggy this morning. And you get to the end of August and it's like 15 or 20. And then you monitor the winter and it's never that many. No. So I just don't think if that omen ever did work, ever did work, doesn't work now. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. What I'm seeing just doesn't make any sense. Usually I can get a theme out of something at least. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm just not really seeing anything that's making any sense as far as the weather omens. So it may be something I need to spend a little more time with instead of just assuming. Yeah, and kind of digging through your memory yeah. of things past. Well, I know that the mast is heavy this year. It's heavier mm-hmm. than it's been. But So the acorns, a lot of acorns, there's a lot of black walnuts, a lot of hickory nuts. The poke is starting to purple up now, mm. and it's big. The berries are big. So all of those are omens of, quote-unquote, a bad winter. Now, whether that means a cold winter, snowy winter, icy winter, windy winter, it's kind of up to interpretation. Mm. When I was a kid, it was believed there would be a lot of snow and ice, and it would things would grind to a halt. You know, that's what bad weather implies is that it's going to be difficult. But Things would grind to a halt back then. I remember one year when we basically didn't go to school at all in December. I remember that. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I remember one summer when it we had a thunderstorm every afternoon to the point that I was starting to, I don't know why, but it was creeping me out. It, really? it creeped me out after a while. I was like, uh-oh. This is ominous, even though I probably didn't know that word back then. But, yeah, it was every afternoon. It just seemed like, uh uh-oh, here comes the rain. (laughs) (laughs) You can count on it. Yeah. Well, I remember there was, there's this sign that happens if you live near woods or in the woods. When there's... Big, a big snow, big snow, and it looks like it's going to stay forever. 
when it starts falling heavy out of the trees, you know the temperature has changed and things are shifting and it's going to get better. Yep. And, but I haven't seen a snow like that in, what, almost 30 years. It's been a long time. Yeah. Well, how long ago was the blizzard? Was that 95, 90, maybe? The, biz, the, the blizzard 92, 93? 93, I don't know. I think it was 93. Were you in town for that? Oh, yes. Were you? Yeah, and my baby was just two years old, so oh. I wasn't getting out very much. We were blessed, blessed, blessed that we never lost power, so we didn't lose heat. Hmm. Interesting. I, I remember working my butt off. I've got stories about it, of course. I've got stories about everything, but... I, I do remember working my butt off at the hotel. Most of the staff couldn't come in. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the hotel was extremely busy. People will, or at the time, people would drive up when there was supposed to be a nice big snow. They'd drive up from Florida or somewhere warm because they'd want to see the snow. Yeah. And yeah. so uh -huh, the hotel would be full anyway. And then when that the huge storm hit uh we knew everybody was stuck there but we also had duke power called us and they took every room we had and then they ran three uh -huh. shifts every 24 hours yeah. out of the rooms so wow. we were turning rooms over three times in 24 hours with with like nobody in the housekeeping oh my god me and there was a gal named regina uh, who was the housekeeper and she and her wow. daughter and me and a couple of my desk clerks would <laughs> what can you say? Oh, and, and I remember being, we were so busy that I remember taking a big giant, uh, one of those carts, housekeeping carts. And it's just, it's huge. It's what they would put laundry in. Yeah. And uh, we'd fill it up. We filled it up with like toilet paper, toothpaste, towels, <laughs> sheets, and took it to the lobby. Wow. So that if people needed stuff, we could just, here it is, get it. We yeah. Have to oh, that was really stuff. smart. And I, rem I remember working multiple shifts, and then Randy was not working at that property. He was working at one in Candler, and uh, he was running it. It's the days in, and he he made it home driving my vehicle because I had to be dropped off there because I oh, knew it was going to be a multi-day stay. He made it home driving my vehicle. He had to go in the wrong direction on I-26 to get home. But he did. I'm like, you broke that law? You did that? You? You know, and, and he did. And he was complaining. I had just bought groceries, so plenty of groceries. And he complained to me because cable went out and he got stuck watching uh, Star Trek videos. Well, he loves Star Trek. I know. That was his, and he was complaining. And I was like, are you kidding me? Buddy, you know what you I'm living just... your best life. <laughs> I, was, I remember thinking or telling him probably. I remember saying, oh, my God, do you do you really think that you suffered? Let me tell you what I've been up to. <laughs> you know? Isn't that yeah, it was. And it, you, I remember seeing like people. It brought out the really shitty part of them and the really good part of them. Too. You know, but almost every... Almost every dramatic event brings out the best and the worst in people. And sometimes in the same person. Yeah. So, so they'll be really good the at bipolar dealing with... person? Well, I'm just thinking some people are really good with dealing with the, what, this thing here. But they're really bad at dealing with, oh, this thing here. 
so they can be both, you know, wonderful and terrible at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I remember my friend Donna told how um, they lost power at her house, but she had a gas stove, and they just cooked for days. Wow. And all their friends got over there somehow, walked or, you know, rode a pony or whatever, <laughs> and they all were just bunked down wherever they could be in her house because it was warm, and there was just, they cooked everything in the house. Nice. Beans and soup and... Yeah, all that. Oh yeah. Well, not me. I didn't cook anything. We had we had a we didn't have a restaurant there. We had one of those little hotel continental breakfast areas, oh, you know. Yeah. So very limited kind of food there, and I, we had to lock it up because people were coming in and and just because they were starving. Because they well they were afraid they were going to. Oh, oh 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 yeah and they weren't willing to. Stay. It's you know that meme I put out the other day about thinking that you're about to run out of pizza. The person who takes one piece because of that versus the person who takes three pieces because of that. The two different kinds of people. Yes, yes. man, did we see that? <laughs> so, and my my youngest little brother was working there as. I think it was the night auditor at the time, and he and I wrapped a rope around us, like around our waist, Ooh. and we took two big, giant, heavy bedspreads with us, and we, we had talked the guy who ran the Winn-Dixie into dropping off. He said he wasn't going to stay, and he was just going to take some cases of peanut butter and stuff like that and he threw them down at the gas station and, wow. and, and just dropped them off there and then he went on home and we had to get down the hill so that's why and it was during the worst part of the storm and I remember we tied that rope around each other and I was so glad we did because right off the bat I stepped off the side of the road and I went down about six feet but it didn't hurt because I land you know it was, it was snow Right, right. <laughs> so, like, okay. <laughs> that was wow. crazy. And then we took, when we made it to the bottom of the hill, I remember the storm was just raging on. And I was holding on to one of the gas pumps because the wind was so bad. Oh, my gosh. And we got those cases of food, and we put them right on the, the, the bedspreads, and then we drug them up behind us. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of food. And yeah. so nobody needed to be freaked well, out about can yeah. they get one of their pecan rolls or some crap I, like that i gotta tell you though being a person who deals with the aftermath of food insecurity because yeah. i don't have food insecurity right now but i did for a long long time i i get how you could panic i, I understand it completely yeah. i know I, still, I mean, yeah i know it makes it, <laughs> it makes it hard it does it does it made it it made us have to have to do that, you know, have to lock up the pecan spins. <laughs> and those things are gnarly anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know you know what they are. You stay in a lot of hotels. I do. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that whole, you know, continental breakfast thing, I appreciate that there's something there because they don't have to do that. I've stayed at hotels that don't offer any of that. Yeah. And they'll have maybe a, some coffee in the lobby so you can have some coffee before you head out. But so, I appreciate the effort, but for the most part, it's never anything I can eat. And I am I am a person who will eat just almost anything. <laughs> However, I will not eat a boiled egg in a hotel 
continental breakfast because who knows when that was boiled? Who knows how old it was when it was boiled? I don't know any of that. An egg on my stomach will do some draconian things. Um, and then the other thing that they always have that that I love to watch people do, but I, I don't eat them, are the waffles. With the, You pour <laughs> the waffle stuff in, you press it down, then you turn it upside down. And it just seems so complicated and magical. But I never do it because I don't really eat waffles. I Yeah, I don't care for them either. And I felt like we were lucky because we didn't have anything like that. Our breakfast was very basic. Did you have those things of cereal that you opened at the bottom and the yep. cereal comes out? We had those things this year. We also had the the cow bladder, the udder full of milk, and it had a, like a tube. And so the, the milk guy would come in and he would put it in this machine, and it worked just like a soda machine, except ah. it would dispense milk. Huh? And they were five gallon I wish I could see the look. I'm looking. I'm looking at her like an udder. You got an udder? Oh, I used to call it that. It was like here, go get some of that bladder milk out bladder of bladder milk. <laughs> Ooh, bladder milk. So, uh -oh. And I appreciate that there's coffee and, you know, sometimes there's yogurt and I, yeah. I really, I shouldn't eat yogurt because I've got a dairy allergy and so it makes me all snotty and mucusy. but sometimes it's not, you know, I can get a bear claw or some white bread toast or, or banana, something else that I really don't eat very often. I do like it when I can get a banana and they have those little things of peanut butter because mm -hmm. I love peanut yeah. butter and bananas. Me too. Too. I, I like a apples and peanut butter. I do too. I love that. That's one of my favorite snacks. I, uh, I'm laughing, y'all, because I'm looking past Alicia, and she keeps looking at me like, what? I mean, I think she's looking at me like, what? She's got her sunglasses on. I do. So I don't know how she's really looking at me. But our friend, Freddie Mercury, is over there in the bushes. I don't know what he's doing, but I know he's up to no good. Oh. And probably he's just hanging around. Like, why are those women on my porch? Why don't they go so I can sit in my good sleeping chair? That's Well, when he's over on that side, he's hunting. He looks like he's hunting. Mm -hmm. When he's on the other side, he's pooing. <laughs> so he doesn't poo where he hunts. No. I think that's pretty wise. <laughs> well, because you feel a rabbit gets filled up with your... Never mind. Anyway, he just looked over here like... Um, <laughs> I guess I could just go over there because it doesn't look like they're leaving anytime soon. Well, it, he wouldn't be intimidated by us. Remember, the first time I ever came here, he followed me in. Remember that? I do. And it was, he. I don't know that he could even hear us either or That's see true. us. That's true. He is really becoming Methuselah of the cats. Methuselah. Yeah. And uh, Lucky is gone. Lucky is the dog? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. He, did he go to his reward? He did. He went to his reward. So well, it's, it's hard. I, and I'm seeing so many people right now who are losing their their animal companions. Well, it's really terrible. We're going into the dying time, and, and it, it sort of makes sense to me. I, I have someone on my Facebook page who lost their mother and their mother's mm. cat in the same evening. Oh. The cat waited until the mom was gone. That's some, there's something beautiful about that. There is. I agree. Yeah, my little um, niece, niece-in-law, I guess, niece, whatever, 
her mother has had a bad diagnosis, and she mm -hmm. and I've been back and forth about about making those preparations for the for the end of life, and that's important. And we will no doubt be talking about this. Yes, we hear you. We will no doubt be talking about this in the next six weeks, y'all. Oh, yeah. But it, this is the perfect time of year for you to make sure your will is what you want it to be, and that you, if you've got special things you want somebody in your family to have, that you make a little note of that or you tell them. It's just a good time to do it and get it done because you will die sooner or later. Mm -hmm. All of us are going to die. The crows are letting us know. Yeah. They're like, hmm, hmm. It's ready. He's coming out of the bushes. He's walking slow He's now, too. He's pretty slow. He may still be hunting now. He might be. It's so nice to be celebrating fall. And you see a, one leaf. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, the fall is my favorite time of year. Oh, For sure. sure. We I, usually I get this weather. I do love spring, but I do, uh, fall is my favorite. Always has been. Mm -hmm. Something about it. Mm -hmm. it, it, it. What have we got going on now? No, some fussing. I'm sure it's about the cat. You think? Well, there was we had hawk mess. Was it yesterday? I think at the house. But we've got a big old red tail that comes flying through periodically, and all the other birds are just raising cane. Bye 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 bye. And then I hear above them that high squealing cry, mm -hmm. and I went, "Oh, they're just telling everybody to get out of the way because the." The hawk is hunting today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, my friend that I was talking about last time, I guess it was last time, who has been learning about crows. Yes. Got a crow call? He got a crow call. Doesn't use it, I'm happy to say. Although I wouldn't mind, but but uh, but he doesn't need to because they come to the sound of his voice. And what's interesting is they know, now, I know that a, a crow recognizes your face. Yeah. Whether you're absolutely. wearing a hat or wearing your hair different or makeup or glasses or whatever, the crow recognizes you, and they think that it's got a lot to do with your face. So the crows know the difference between when he has food for them and when he doesn't. <laughs> because and of, the call is different, I guess. The greeting to them to him is different. Well, he he either doesn't greet them or he greets them differently. And when he's got food, he always sings that blackbird song by uh -huh. the Beatles. And they know, they literally know that song is being. If they hear that song being sung, they will come from way off. Because and it always starts. There's two different groups of them. There's a group of three, and then there's a group of uh, five or six. And they're two separate groups, and they come just about every day looking to see if, if they're going to get fed. And they'll call, and then he will hear them and, if he's around, and he will drop everything and go take them some food and toss it out to them Aww. every time. It, it's really fun to watch. Watch out, Fred. Freddie. I saw he, he was walking he back this over, way. Yeah, he went back over across the road. 
to his house. Oh, he must have decided that it just wasn't worth the effort. He wasn't going to come over here where we were to disturb him while he wants to take a nap. <laughs> like, we, if once he's asleep, he doesn't know what the hell is going on. I've, I have walked up here and come all the way into the place and he didn't even know I was here. So, he's... When he goes, he goes. <laughs> he does. Yeah. But he didn't know if he could fall asleep with us talking. Yeah. Those damn women talking. <sighs> All right. So we probably ought to start wrapping it up, I guess. Oh, that's right. Because we're not doing a Zoom. So nothing's going to warn us. No. Here you go. We could sit Nine on the porch all afternoon. We could. We could. I don't think that'd be so bad. Except I'm looking at those dark clouds coming up out of the southwest. Now is this the, this is the start of the cold weather coming in? I, yeah, I think that's the, that's the storm front coming in now. Yeah, and that's why we're getting all the wind and everything. Yeah, this nice. time tomorrow, it'll be a different place. Ooh, I won't be wearing no flimsy little t-shirt tomorrow. I'll be wearing some warm clothes. That's right. I'm packing for this thing. I'm going to I'm going to a women's retreat in Tennessee next week, hmm. and I've already started packing. You know, the first thing I pack is I count out how many pairs of socks I need and I throw them in. <laughs> so I did that. So I'm, I'm mostly impacked for that thing next week. And I woke up this morning and I said, except you need to put a turtleneck in there and a sweater because you don't know what the temperature is going to be like. Because this is a time of year that you can start out in the morning and it's in the high 40s, low 50s. So you're all decked out with a scarf and all this other stuff. And then... By 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it's in the 70s, and you got on too many clothes. Mm -hmm. And then you're freezing again in the evening. So it is just best, you know, we've been saying, everybody's been saying this for years, to dress in layers so you can take stuff off and put stuff on. I'm a believer in layers. Me too. Yep. And you're going to Tennessee, and that you never know what it's going to be like that time nope. of year. That's, and that's like middle Tennessee, too. Mm -hmm. So it could be hotter than a firecracker. <laughs> Or it could be cold as a well digger's bum bum. <laughs> I thought that phrase. I left the shop the other day. And what was, oh, I had gotten some uh, cold tea. And I had to put it under my arm because I had other stuff I was bringing in. I was like, whew, it's cold. And I remembered my mother saying, she used to say about my feet, your feet are as cold as a well digger's bum bum. <laughs> and I was like, I had not thought of that. In a bajillion years. You know I guess well digging, you know, would give you a cold butt. I, I don't I, know. I've never I've never done any well digging personally. I haven't either. Well, I'm looking forward to hanging out in Tennessee with you myself. Mm. In November, y'all, we're going to go have a weird mountain gal thing. Wild adventuring in Tennessee. Yeah. I've spent so much time in Tennessee this year. It's been it's been nice. I love Tennessee. Well. I don't love your government in Tennessee, people. <laughs> but I do love the people of Tennessee. They're good, they're good folks. I love the people of Tennessee. They are good folks. So, y'all, stay tuned. We'll be telling you more about our adventure in, I guess it's Chattanooga coming up in November, and I think we were going to just put it out there that we might possibly be open to a commercial. That's right. Oh, yeah, we were talking about radio days, you know, because we both did radio. How so? reckon any of our listeners who have businesses of some kind, would y'all be interested in buying advertising on Weird Mountain Gals? It'd be cheap. 
Because yeah. we're cheap. I mean, because yeah. <laughs> we are. Anyway, uh, so if you are interested in that for whatever your business is, we would love to talk to you about it. Absolutely. It gives us a little bit of money for our traveling, our scooter pooping around. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, let us know. Send us a message. And I'm telling you right now, the temperature just dropped five degrees. It did. Well, let's let's hang up on this and let's go live and That's talk right. about it right quick. We're going to go live. It's going to be great. All right. Y'all will see the live before you ever hear this. But <laughs> thank you, as always, for listening. Yes. We appreciate you more than we ever really say. But we really do appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.